Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. About time that the representative of the Chicago Mafia Democrats gets to meet the president and he gets to kiss the ring. I think it's wonderful that Joe Biden has come to an area that embodies the policies of the Democrat utopia that they promised to deliver to citizens. But I noticed Joe Biden went to Crystal Lake. Hmm, That's peculiar. Crystal Lake has some nice areas. It's Nice area, not bad at all. Uh, it has some blighted areas as well. But for the most part, I, I, I was hoping he would go to where it really, really is an example, is the destination of Democrat policies. That's the South Side. That's where government has invested. What's that term that they use? Human infrastructure. See, that's where they've been really pouring the money into the human infrastructure. We call it ghettos in the South Side. But, you know, you could take a look at it. And I hope the rest of the world takes a look at it. I was always hoping that um, the Democrats, even the dead ones, even the fake ones that voted, I was hoping that they would look at some of the areas that these policies manifest in. The city of Chicago is the greatest example. I even think to a certain extent when you talk infrastructure and you talk about the boondoggle of just spending money to campaign contributors, you could look at O'Hare. But Joe got off the plane and he didn't go through the terminals with the $8 billion investments that smell like a urinal cake. How come, Joe? You didn't want to see the wasted money or the results of your policies? I think he was confused, though. When he got off the plane, from what I saw, it looked like Lori Lightfoot and Preckwinkle were standing there, at which point he probably was just looking for his nurse and some medication because he couldn't figure out why do these people look like just six inches of difference, and that's it. It is shameful that he comes to areas where he knows his welfare tax spend misappropriate scheme known as democrat nomics fails the most and yet sells it as if he's going to work could you make a george so i could hit the clip there you handsome devil please so this morning when i got up I saw it on the news. President Joe Biden will be in Crystal Lake today. The goal to discuss the American Families Plan. CBS 2's Mugo Odigwe live. American Families Plan. I love how they name this stuff. Lollipops and unicorns. Always name it lollipops and unicorns. American Families Plan. Which is the city that really has an absence of American families that are doing well because of policies of the Democrats? I think it's Illinois. I mean, here's a news flash. We've been bankrupt for, I don't know, 20 to maybe 40 years. Bankrupt. The only reason it exists now is from welfare handouts. And what it's done, what it's managed to do, is tax those people who can leave into where they did leave. And now what you have left are people who, for one form or another, be it love and affection or be it business contacts or whatever the case may be, timing, they can't leave, but they can't wait to get the hell out of. And Joe Biden is going to come and tour Crystal Lake. At O'Hare, where Air Force One will land a little later this morning. Good morning, Mugo. Good morning, Marie. So even though the president will land here at O'Hare, he is not planning to speak in Chicago. Instead, he'll head to Crystal Lake, where he, where he will speak at McHenry County College. As you mentioned. Now, I wonder why he wouldn't go to Chicago. Is it because Chicago really represents all of the hierarchy of the Marxist mafia, the corrupt Democrat mafia. Did he not want to run in to all of the rings he should have kissed? 
I mean, he should have given Mike Madigan, if they could, you know, pull him out of hiding, which he's probably not even in the country, give him a big hug and a kiss on the cheek and met his kid, the lobbyist, and met the infrastructure of corruption, which represents the Democrat Party so well. I mean, Ed Burke must have got his new zoot suit all pressed from the cleaners. He shined up the gold Rolex, right? Meandering around City Hall going, where is he? He should go right into City Hall and take a look at the splendor that is a Democrat-run mafia hub. But he couldn't sell his wares there. The focus of his trip today is the American Families Plan, which his administration says is about children and education. We took a- Well, let's take a look at the children and education that the Democrat mafia provides. It's called CPS. There you go. And they're the same students that not only ransack the Gold Coast when they feel like it, like they did on the 4th of July, but apparently are hunting police now. That's always a good turn of events. This is where every Democrat would-be voter should take a look at. Because what they'll understand is it can't fail enough. There's no barometer of failure. It's just more of the same. Grab of power, corrupt spending, corrupt campaign contributions. He is the face of this party, and he should have at least went and kissed the people who laid the groundwork for him to be where he is. Folks, I've laid a lot of plans here. But that's because it's time we have to think bigger, we have to act bolder, and we have to build back better. Build back better is going to be expensive for those of you not in on the scam. For those of you in on the scam, well, he's got a lot of plans for you. When we passed the American Rescue Plan, the naysayers and the doubters said it wouldn't work. Well, we created over 3 million jobs since I took office. You didn't create 3 million jobs, stupid. But, I, I mean, what do you expect? Half a century... This low life's been hiding under a desk waiting for happy hour. He never had a job. Neither did anybody in his staff. You reinstated those jobs after Democrats, the mafia, took them away at the Fauci flu excuse. All of these numbers that you're touting, stupid, they're just a rebuild of what you already destroyed. So ironically, you're going to pretend to build back what you demolished. That's like, uh, what would that be like? That'd be like the hurricane touting the fact that you're building back New Orleans after you destroyed it. More jobs in the first months of a president's administration than any time in American history. His policies had nothing, nothing to do with that. The ramifications of these macro policies have have an effect time of roughly seven months. What he does affect is the future what what the commodity prices are because they acclimate quickly to policies they have yet to face. So what Joe Biden is responsible for is the inflation that everyone pretends, including Pravda, these talking mannequins that come out and pretend that this guy is anything other than a deluded, demented dimwit who is the problem, not the solution. Last week, the Congressional Budget Office doubled their projections uh-huh. of the 2021 economic growth from 3.2% to 7.4%. And the OECD thinks it could be high. Did they factor in, Joe? I could see you're going to do the creepy whisper. Did they factor in the $8 trillion you spent in a year, dummy? Did they factor it in? Did they factor in the massive, massive amounts of money you have spent, the people's money, to just strictly buy corrupt debt in corporate bonds, the the worst investment of the world, and not to mention the the U.S. bonds that you're fluffing up, or the $9 trillion you authorized the Federal Reserve, your party anyway, authorized the Federal Reserve to target to one hedge fund to buy the Dow Jones so we could pretend you're a success. Is that factored in the CBO? Because they've been so accurate over the years. That puts America rescue plan and our work is going to move forward to do a lot of things. How could anybody vote for this piece? We're close to defeating the virus. The last time energy and the economy grew at this rate was in 1984, and Ronald Reagan was telling us it was an American morning. This is going to be an American century. In 1984, Joe Biden could remember his address. That's the only significant thing of 1984. The only similarity you have to Ronald Reagan. I'm trying to think. I think it was after he retired. 
he started to forget his wife's name. That's the only thing you have in common with Ronald Reagan is after he was long gone out of office. I don't even think you're good enough to say his name, let alone claim you're unleashing American capitalism, liberty, and freedom in the same way he did. What you represent is American tyranny, American fascism, American corruption in the name of a socialist utopia that we people of Illinois are sick and tired of hearing. Not the ones in on the scam. They can't get enough of that nonsense. They put mustard on it and eat it like it was a hot dog. But the rest of us, we know where it leads. It's to the ghetto you avoid. You were right here. You could have toured the, 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 very, the very neighborhoods your policies are responsible for. Yet you diverted yourself 40 miles out of the way. My American Families Plan and the other elements of the Build Back Better agenda, experts in Wall Street, analysts have said that we'll create millions of good-paying jobs. Now let's talk about those experts. Those experts need you to print up that funny money and buy the stocks that they've already got calls. Those are options. Knowing full well you're going to fund in, you're going to funnel in money of the people to to bolster up those stock prices. It's a rigged game. We do not have a market anymore. This is not a capitalistic market. This is a Keynesian soiree, which is the way your colleagues and you have managed to amass fortunes in the what? What's the average senator worth? Six million, ten million that they admit to. And then they got like you, they got their kids and their brother all running scams. So this isn't a, a capitalist system anymore. You and your ilk have bastardized this country. You've bastardized capitalism. You've bastardized Wall Street. Wall Street will eat a banana and dump a fruit salad if you say so, dummy, because you're funneling in trillions. So don't tout me that BS. For years and decades to come, not just in the near term. I'm going to be making the case to the American people until the job is done, until we bring this bipartisan deal home, until we meet the needs of families today and the economy of tomorrow. Economy and of we tomorrow. can pay for it. The economy of tomorrow looks a lot like the Soviet economy of yesterday. So I want you, I'm, here's the question for you. Is this a bipartisan agreement? Is the, the family plan and the human infrastructure and the Green New Deal and the trillions printed up? This show is for the 74 million people that voted against this particular scumbag in diapers. This is not for them. So I'm asking you, the non-Marxist, is this bipartisan, and do you stand a chance of fighting it back? Or has he bribed enough Mitt Romneys out there to shove this down our throats on top of the $9 trillion they're pretending they didn't print in one, one year? 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. And this is what I did with my kids and my family, not just my own, in my family. Get in the car. We're going to go see the neighborhoods Democrats build. Because that's the reality. These areas in Chicago don't have to be like that. They're there because of Democrat policies. It's that simple. They are the architects of the ghetto. They are the creators of political failure and corruption. That's where it lives. All of the violence and the mayhem, it does not exist in Republican areas nearly half this extent. Now, obviously, there are people, there are good people, and there are bad people. And until we have a system that somehow punishes or limits the bad people, we're still going to meander around in this failed wasteland of Democrat areas where what they really create is absolute and total destruction. In the loop last night, police started arresting young people as this huge group began taking over the streets, setting off fireworks, and even dancing on top of squad cars. It was quite the scene out there, that is for sure. Elizabeth Matthews is live with a push to contain the crowds. Elizabeth? Anthony and Tia, some of the... All right, my uh, system froze, but you get the gist of it. This is, this is truly what they're responsible for. I don't understand why, why the opposition to this kind of, of failure doesn't point this out every minute of every day. Is it because they simply want in on these boondoggles? That's what I think it is. 
I think there are the Republicans out there that want to bring this pork home, because what you're talking about is a significant amount of money. You know, and the nation that leads the world in combating the existential threat of climate change. The Build Back Better plan agenda starts with education. You know, one of the reasons why we were leading country in the world for so long and still on the edges is because we're the first nation, industrial nation in the world to require, to allow 12 years of free education back at the turn of the 20th century. And it was the biggest mistake we ever did. The biggest mistake we did was turn it over to the government in 1978. That's what he doesn't want to talk about. Prior to 1978, these schools were at the control of the people. The money that was spent, you were a part of. You have no say-so in it now. They have usurped the citizens' right over the education system that they pretend they provide for you rather than the one that they benefit from. Because since the government has taken over schools in 1978, what has happened to the ideology of this nation? We have gone full in effect where Marxism is not only taught, it's preached. And today, when you listen to a kid, a child who knows nothing other than regurgitating talking points, what is he reciting to you that he learned in school, free education? What is he reciting to you? He's reciting to you government control of life. He's collectivism, Marxism, communism, whatever you want to call it. He is reciting to you anti-Americanism. That's why Joe Biden is so neck and neck with the teachers union and the money. Eighty percent of your property taxes go to enrich the corrupt Soviets like Sharkey and the CPS unions. It's a game that, unfortunately, we've been outflanked. Now, can we get it back? I think we can. But I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Tom and Hinsdale. Hey, how are you, Sean? Love the show. Hey, I was uh, telling your screener, I was at a 4th of July party with a, uh, a Hispanic policewoman who's on her Lori Lightfoot detail. There's a lot of stuff that's going to come out that Kim Fox buried on April 17th, and you're going to hear it here. Uh, you're going to hear it soon, Tom, and I, I love hope- your passion. Brother, thank you, and I love I love that, and I hope you're right, Tom. But listen to me. I heard all of that same stuff. We all have friends in the Chicago Police Department. We all know what they're under, and we all feel terrible for these police who have to really, in right. essence, be be an accomplice to the Chicago corruption. It's just an unfortunate happenstance because if they say anything, there's so much clout, they'll be touring the ghetto side, walking the beat, and they don't want to do that. I get it. But do the Democrat voters care about these kind of scandals i mean you're you're, no. you're talking about a city where you had the most successful mafia don in the history of the world mike madigan and all they did is kiss his ring all his neighbors all of his infrastructure you're talking about comed just said let's pay this son of a god dog we can't beat him he was that big so does the democrat voter care is there a scandal big enough there was a new scandal in the hunter biden tapes about him having to pay for his father's nonsense well no kidding hunter biden's a bag man you don't really think he got a a job at rosemont seneca because he was a renaissance man of economic uh, uh, uh theology where he knew exactly how to make money he's a bag man just like dick durbin's nephew and the wife this is what they are their voter has acclimated himself to that because his mission His mission is to restrain fellow Americans in the name of a collective utopia. That's what a Democrat voter is. That's why I've given up on all of them. I don't want to engage them. I don't want them around me. I'm not trying to make friends with communists. I want to eliminate them. It's a divorce. Go have your own areas. You live in the ghettos you build, and we'll take the rest of the free country. Joe in Dundee. Hey, Sean. Yeah, uh, I listened to about half of Biden's speech, and uh, yes, just like you said, it was all rainbows and unicorns. Uh, I'd like to know what the murder rate is in Crystal Lake, <laughs> and why uh, the mayor met him at the airport because she she probably didn't want to take him into the city. Well, why not? Yeah, well, uh, first off, why not tour here? For the last twelve years, we funneled in. I remember one project was eight billion. One was three. Who knows how many billions they've given to cousins of the Democrat mafia? Who knows? 
But there's the example. Take a walk through, because I'm in that airport all the time. When you walk out, you have the, the, the aroma of urinal cake. It is a disgraceful, despicable example of Democrat ingenuity. Take a look at it. Go in the bathrooms at, the, at, at O'Hare Airport and tell me if you can't get to your room fast enough, your destination, to shower afterwards. And that's exactly what it builds. In the meantime, he avoids all of it, as they all do. As they all do. I just like the look on his face. If you get a chance, go on YouTube. Look at him looking at Lightfoot, then looking up at Preckwinkle. It's, it's a comedy act. Turn the sound off and just look at that dimwit. Look at the, even, he, even he, knowing that he's got three brain cells and they're all arguing with each other, he's confused by the, by the display of inhumanity we call the, the mayor of Chicago and the head of Cook County. It's great. It's worth the laugh, Joe. Take a look. We all need a good laugh. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Danny in Lake Geneva. Yeah, Sean, I wanted to ask you about uh, Joe Biden as far as his uh, role in the rise of socialism in this country. Joe, listen, or Danny, hang on. I'm going to hold you over because I took you and I shouldn't have. I'm going to put you on hold. I'm going to take you first when we get back. We're going to take the rest of your calls. I got two lines open, 312-642-5600. I apologize, Danny. I wasn't looking at the clock. We'll be back after this. My plan is to provide access to quality, affordable child care with more child care centers and community college campuses with new and upgraded child care facilities all across the country. My American Families Plan and the other elements of the Build Back Better agenda, experts on Wall Street, analysts have said that we'll create millions of good-paying jobs. There you go. All right, Danny. Yes, John. I wanted to ask you, how effective is Joe Biden's role in the rise of socialism in this country? Crucial, crucially effective. He's he, he now he's a figurehead. He's a Trojan horse of it. But what he really um, um, represents is this notion that it can be passed and somehow you have a link to what America used to be. That's why they put this 80 year old in there. Right. Because well, people, how come he's being so successful as far as the voting uh, public? How come he's been so successful? Well, well, I mean, I, as far as I mean, he's president of the United States, so he got some votes, right? Oh, absolutely. He got some that were real and, and, and some that were not real, in my opinion. And that's not not just my opinion anymore. That's a proven fact. And what he what he really wrangled in, if you pull up a map of the county, you say that's a did you say excuse me, did you say that's a proven fact. That's a proven fact. That's a proven fact that he has by the, numerous by the judges by the judges that threw out. Well, the judges, rulings? the judges didn't hear the case. The judges didn't hear the case. And what, what, what Joe Biden represents more than anything is a link. Excuse me? <laughs> you said they didn't hear the case. No, they didn't hear the case. They, they elected to not hear the case. If you look at what the, how the judges of the Supreme Court dismissed the case of whether I'm the legislature. Whether I'm the, talking about the state judges. You're talking about what? There were over 80 overturned cases. They were not overturned. What do you mean overturned? There's still there's still audits going on. If you're suggesting to me you you think that he was elected outside of the Democrat hubs of corruption in the counties that he needed, like Milwaukee, if you think that he was elected fairly, like in Philadelphia, where rules were changed last minute, not by legislature, but by Democrat judges. If you think the case in Atlanta, where we've seen how many cases, uh, uh, how many electoral or how many votes thrown out or Arizona where the count is going on right now. The reality is where you have Democrats, you have corruption, Danny. You don't know that. Do you think do you think that the votes in Cook County are legitimate? You won't answer me about Georgia. I want to. What about Georgia? What What about Georgia? That 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 case hasn't been that case is an example of a legislature being undermined by a court system. So when it goes against the Republicans, and I'm not, I'm, a, I'm not a, a Republican. I'm not suggesting that, Danny. I'm not saying that Republicans have not is, have not partaken in election fraud either. So, I'm just saying this so last you, election. So when you when you when you're bringing the point up about Georgia and you state that uh, it didn't go the Republicans' way, there's always fraud. I didn't say there was always fraud. I didn't say it didn't go the Republicans way because there was fraud. What I was saying is there are massive votes that are under suspicion and there are already votes that have been disqualified. The last count I saw was a tremendous amount. I want to say it was six or eight thousand in one county. 
They okay. have same-day well, registration. I, 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 Did you I, know this, Danny? Did you know that I'm the judges said you could have same-day registration two weeks before the election? Two weeks before the election, you could go there. You didn't have to put any ID forward. You could say, I just moved here, and my address is 123 Main Street. And you were voting. And you're telling me you don't think the Democrats were aware of those changes and partook in it? Let me ask you another question. And we'll, we'll, do you believe, do you believe... Danny, I would never say that it does. Do you think I'm out here cheerleading for the GOP? When you hear my show, do I bring on Roger when Stone? Know, when, you were, when you were installing some of those ideas that you prevailed to me, you'd sound like a, a, a Fox News uh, soundbite. Well, I, the fact is the fact, Danny, that, 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 that the Democrat mafia only knew it, it exactly had to steal one election to be in control of trillions and the course of the nation. And you're telling me, you look in the mirror when you shave, you think 81 million real alive Americans voted for Joe Biden. Do you think that? So you think the Democrats lied and they got fraud going? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I do that and, because and, I, I, like you, grew up in a mafia sewer. And you're telling me you didn't witness all of your life Voter fraud? All of your life. I remember, I remember Richard Daly. You don't, but come on, Danny. Now think about I understand. Pull up. Do it's me a favor, Danny. Sides. Do me a favor. But I don't have to play the equivocation game because what we have installed right now is a corrupt political whore for 50 years, and you know that. Joe Biden represents incompetence, corruption, beyond skullduggery. When you think think of his family and how he's enriched them, and I don't care how many Republicans cheated before, and I don't care how many Republicans cheat in the future. It's not right when they do it, but I'm going to tell you what, this one is the one that is the nail in the coffin. Because the kind of money we're talking about, here, explain the rise of social. What's that? Those words to me, it reminds me of Donald Trump. Well, listen, Danny, and that's the other reason that it's acceptable. That's the other reason it's acceptable, Danny, because Republicans or people like you hated the man so much you're willing to accept the cheat. So that's why it happens. I don't hate anybody. No, no, no. Uh, well, Danny, what do you mean? You're willing to, to pretend that there was no cheating involved because you've equivocated it. You've said to me on numerous occasions, Republicans don't do it. Then when I say something you don't like, you say, you remind me of Donald Trump. So you're okay with it because you didn't like Donald Trump. See, Danny, what I want you to understand, what I want you to, what I want you to understand. What's that? Have you been vaccinated? No. Okay, that's enough. I'll talk to you later. Good. Have I been vaccinated? See, this is this is a useful idiot. These are the kind of people that made it responsible for this this obvious, first of all, unfit, unfit president. Clearly, clearly suffering from dementia, clearly suffering. He is incapable of running the country. But what allows that to pass are guys like Danny, who hated a man so much or hated the, the freedom of a man like me. Have I been vaccinated? No. Why would I? I don't think it's right for me, but I have to live for Danny. Ironically, his, his question was, how did socialism rise in this country? Because of you, Danny. Because of the dummy's teeth you brush in the morning. Because you turn a blind eye to what you know is wrong. Because you think in some utopia it's better off for everybody. So how it rises is because people walk away from their values and their morals on, in Americanism, in freedom and in liberty. The minute a guy tells you, you have to be vaccinated for society, that is a demigod. Those are Democrat voters. They're not looking to strengthen individual freedom or rights or capitalism or Americanism. They're looking to for a collective oligarch to control society. And that's why they hated certain aspects of Trump's personality. I personally could argue against Trump's policies far better than Danny. I don't come out here and tell you, vote GOP. I think 80% of the GOP are in on the same scams. And I point to Illinois Republicans who not only are feckless and suck, but they're in on the corruption that they pretend to run against. So I'm not here selling you the GOP. I'm here telling you that if you do not have an ideology or a principle steeped in the values of the enlightenment, of freedom, of Americanism, then you're always going to be at the whim of a corrupt mafia oligarch political body that is willing to sacrifice some in the name of others. Guys like Danny like it? I personally don't, because it leads to dimwits that promise a utopia they can't deliver and guarantee a ghetto that they absolutely can Brian in Bensonville. 
Hi, good Brian. to talk to you. My son and I, uh, we met you this weekend, man. It was great meeting you. Um, oh, thank you, Brian. Super friendly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, kind of uh, going on what Danny was talking about. Uh, I was having lunch with my brother. We worked together. And uh, for whatever reason, he put on uh, the Tom Hartman show. And the stuff that was coming out of this guy's mouth was ridiculous. It, like, I, what reality are these people living in? And, you know, Danny's offense, to his defense, maybe he listens to that stuff and believes it. I don't know. Well, I think people people want to hear that to a certain extent that they're victims of circumstance rather than rather than really victims of their own characteristics. Right. That's a hard thing. Freedom is not for everybody. Freedom and liberty and capitalism is not for everybody because it's dangerous. It has downsides. It has no safety nets. It's about you literally reaping what you sow. That's not a concept for everybody. Right. So there's always going to be this section of society that looks at people who espouse freedom and liberty and they say, you're too stupid to be on your own. We need to corral you. That's why in all of this talk, I have clip after clip of Joe Biden promising all of these benefits, all of these welfare statism, the same stuff all the Democrats promote. Yet nobody wants to limit that. They want to limit the man who has the audacity to make money. And they cannot put the link together because they it's it's willful ignorance. They don't want to see that in a society that that mortgages one man to another, you're a prisoner. You're not free. So it's 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 a scary thing. And some people have that attitude of you must sacrifice for me. Who do you think you are? Like Danny with are you vaccinated? What offended him is I'm not vaccinated, (laughs) not because he's worried about my health. He's worried about his own. Right. That's what he's right. worried about. And those are the kind of yeah. people that okayed in a country born of freedom when the government locked down people and took away their livelihoods. Those are the kind of people that allowed it. They didn't mind it. They were listening to the corrupt failures like Fauci. And it doesn't matter to him that Fauci okayed the pain for the virus. We paid to see how that virus could do. So now when you have all the variants, and I've got variants after variants. we got clips today. There's a new variant out. There's this kind of variant out. Here, listen. As vaccination rates slow down, there is a new virus first discovered in Peru, and it is spreading quickly. Yeah, it's adapting because it was built that way. This was enhanced by man to constantly reinvent itself. So it cannot be. So I won't be vaccinated, not because I think that it's a government vaccination and it sucks, which I do. You can't vaccinate yourself against a, a, a weaponized virus. It's foolish. So there's many things that go on. But ultimately, what guys like that believe, what anybody who would vote for a, for a Democrat believes, is that society must be controlled by a hierarchy. They don't care who that hierarchy is, just so they represent restraint on freedom. Thank you, Brian, for the call. 312-642-5600. I'll take your call when I get back. So many good calls, really. I have to say, the one thing no one ever asks is, in a republic, how can a socialist agenda ever be implemented? And the answer is, it shouldn't if you follow the strict rules of what America was made for. The individual, not the group. The idea that in this country, the excuse of someone else's circumstance can be used against me to put a drug in my body, to take away my business to put me under house arrest is the most anti-American thing that could ever, ever happen. Yet, we're just waiting and hoping they don't do it again. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. Yes. Hey, you know, that, that caller, Danny, that caller, I, I, you know, it, when you look at the justice system in this country, you compare, you know, no court in this country has actually given... Any of the evidence or witnesses a fair chance to actually get their case out in court. And then for people to think that it's been adjudicated versus a five-year witch hunt with Trump, Trump-Russian Trump collusion, zero evidence, and the whole justice system doing backflips it doesn't to try to actually me. make this thing look legitimate. I don't understand how anybody can have any faith in this phony justice system well, in this country. And the other thing, too, is to recognize the fact that the vast majority of these challenges to the election results were literally thrown out for standing they weren't heard they were never adjudicated in the right manner in fact there was a concerted effort to avoid an actual audit of the election so to me it is absolutely and unequivocally an invalid result until you can prove it beyond the shadow of a doubt that 81 million live americans voted for this man 
He's illegitimate, which is why in a country that's built on the consent of the governed, the, the next day I revoked my consent to be governed. And I think every American should do that. Lee, Greg, Don, Rich. I am so sorry I didn't get to you, but Greg, Don, and Rich, I will get to you if you call back after 6.30. We have a guest coming on. And the real answer about this is how did we let socialism get a foothold in a country built on liberty? We have to do more than just build back better. We build back, we have to build back better. We have to compete. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Chicago at one time was a working capital. There were people that uh, inhabited the area who were proud to be Americans and capitalists do the right things. Chicago once had a vibrant Republican Party. A lot of people that made Chicago something to be proud of. There are fewer and fewer. Warner Todd Houston is a writer for Breitbart, and he's a Chicago guy, so he's one of the good ones who I'm proud of. Warner, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So Biden came to Chicago, which I think is fitting. I mean, after all, I think he should have paid uh, homage to Mike Madigan. I think he should have at least went and saw the fruits of the Democrat labor in the city of Chicago and what's going on. But he he skipped it. Are you as shocked about that as I am? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't even know why. He probably doesn't remember coming anyway, so I'm not sure it matters. <laughs> Warner, he, he when he gets off the plane, Lori Lightfoot is standing there along with Tony Preckwinkle. And Lori looks like Tony's mini-me. I think the look on his face is priceless. If you get a chance, please go back and take a look at it. Yeah, he's like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, he's looking for his nurse. Someone give him a shot at that B12 in Viagra so he could pop up again. It was very exciting. But um, do <laughs> you think it's a strategic move to not go to Chicago? Because in the national eye, Chicago is really a joke. Chicago is a punchline. Do you think that that was a strategic move not to be affiliated so that maybe the uh, people who were not on the inside of the corruption could take a look at it and say, boy, oh, boy, it sure does stink now that we have a Chicago-style Democrat in the White House? Well, yeah. I mean, Chicago has higher gun crimes, um, you know, uh, all gang-related mostly, um, than New York or L.A. It's four times higher than New York City. And, of course, our mayor ran as a public health and, and safety expert, if you remember. She was going to fix all this. But, you know, if, if, if Biden comes here, then the news is going to have to start talking about what's going on in Chicago. And they don't want to do that. And, and successfully, for eight years, Barack Obama somehow managed to circumvent the reality of where he came from and where these policies lead to. And that's really... Not only proof that the media is Pravda, but it's also proof that he didn't want to be affiliated with it until he was out of office. Oh, sure. Imagine if uh, if Barack Obama was a Republican and had come from Chicago, one of the most violent cities in the country. That was the all you would hear about from from the media for eight years. You know, when you see this doddering old man. And you see the, the, the obvious failures, but you hear, moreover, the obvious, it's, it's more than socialism. It truly is a top-down collectivism. And you see him go to Crystal Lake and tell the people, what we're going to do now is we're going to provide a system where your kid can go into it at three years old, where he can be all the way through a ward of the state. And the reality is when you hear the policies that promise the worst kind of person you are, the more monetary benefit you'll receive from the federal government. 
how can it not lead to absolute and total calamity in the south side of Chicago, really just spreading throughout the land? And, and of course, people on our side of the aisle, uh, yours and mine, not even just Republicans, but the conservative side, don't we all just realize that this is their goal? They want society to collapse because then they can fully take over in every aspect and not have to worry about all that silly freedom stuff. And maybe if we start to look at it more that way, that our definition of failure is the other side's definition of success, that what history has proven time and time again in America and specifically in Democrat-run areas is the more incompetent, the more corrupt, the more failure, the more money and power those areas get. Is there maybe enough of us to hopefully change the course of, of the trajectory of our nation now that this is the norm? Well, in the past, Democrat-led cities have tended to lean toward more conservative policies. Remember, uh, Rudy Giuliani was a Republican in New York City. And today, or I don't know, was it today? I think it was today. We just saw Eric Adams win the Democrat primary in that city, in, in the Big Apple. And he ran as a moderate Democrat who used to be a Republican and who is pro, uh, pro-police and wants to eliminate crime. Now, that's the first time for quite a while we have seen a Democrat candidate espousing those ideas openly win in a big election like this. So is, the, uh, is it about the turn? Is that, uh, is that turning back toward what we want? Um, maybe. Now I know you didn't, you know, you didn't write about this this time. I know, I know, I've, I've witnessed it in the past. But when you have a system, I had a caller earlier in the show, and a system that now has shaken the the body politic to where you know I'm one of the 74 million people who does not have any faith in our electoral system. And the example you just used of New York was literally riddled in scandal, where this guy, they said there was 140,000 votes in New York that were test votes, and they were counting and they were miscounting and wrong counting. Is there still enough people like me who want a voter security or voter acknowledgement of some rules that, you know, voter ID and that the, we can't have these these Marxist groups uh, with a hammer and sickle as a logo getting ballots from old people homes and bringing them to the to the drop box. Is there still enough of us from the 2020 election that want to see changes that can actually make those changes happen? Or are we all just going to be a victim of the Democrats in power now? Well, it's very possible that we are seeing the pendulum swing back toward law and order and integrity of elections. More and more states are trying to pass, and of course they're red states, but they're still passing these uh, election integrity laws. Naturally, the Democrats are going to take them all to court, and we'll see how many of them make it through. But this is a harbinger time. Um, we may still have a chance to turn this back. And we've got to keep trying. That's all there is to it. we just got to keep at it. Well, see, that's why I have you on, because you build that kind of optimism where I still want to be engaged, where, you know, after 2020, I have to tell you, and I wasn't alone. I said, that's it. It's over with. Nope. If you can do something this 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 blatant and this obvious and then yet use a system that's supposed to protect the voter integrity against voter integrity, it's over with. But the reality is there are enough people that want this done right, and we still have optimism. And maybe New York is the canary in the coal mine. Well, hopefully so. I guess we'll see if this uh, Eric Adams, who will likely win uh, his position as mayor of New York, the Big Apple, if he sticks to these policies and does not favor Black Lives Matter and all these extreme, hardcore, defund the police leftists, and he begins to go more toward the Rudy Giuliani lane of politics, maybe we'll see it. Maybe we'll see other cities starting to go that way. Uh, I don't know about Chicago. We've had 100 years of Democrats in this city, and it's gotten nothing but worse every year. But, uh, you know, it's it's very possible. Now, I, um, I have to confess to you, as an adult, it was about 25 years ago, I had just given up. I do not watch sports at all. I don't like them. Grown men in tights. It's a mercenary game where we're importing athletes, and then all of a sudden a bunch of pot-bellied old men say he's on the home team, you know, when most of the athletes couldn't pick out Chicago with a map before they got paid to, to join one of the teams. So I kind of just walked away from sports. So I don't watch ESPN. 
I saw your ESPN article, and um, it's a touchy topic. And I'm curious to know what exactly. So just explain what, what, what exactly happened to the people, please. So last year during the NBA bubble, when they had all of the players and all of the media personnel uh, quarantined because of the coronavirus vaccine, you know, problem in Disney World uh, to play the NBA playoffs. Okay, mm-hmm. during that period, a, re- a white reporter named named Rachel Nichols uh, was accidentally yeah. spe- speaking uh, during a phone call to a friend of hers who happens to be a LeBron James advisor, PR advisor. And she was complaining about how a black reporter was being given a spot that she thought she deserved contractually on air reporting. And she was slamming the the, the, uh, ESPN's diversity, you know, uh, problems and policies. Uh, And and it took a year, but we finally got this put out, uh, out publicly. And now everyone has heard this recording of Rachel Nichols complaining about the diversity problem at ESPN and how she as a white woman is being subverted and supplanted by a black woman just because of diversity, not because of anything that has been deserved or earned. And in essence, so she's correct. Her, 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 her description is, is accurate. Is that not true? Yes, it is exactly true, because that seems to be exactly what happened. And what happened? What was the what was her uh, the consequence of her stating what we all know to be true? Well, for since since June of last year, that recording has been sort of quietly being pushed around inside ESPN to uh, black reporters and black employees who have been increasingly annoyed by it. And eventually, uh, Jimmy Patero. Uh, of ESPN, the president of ESPN, he had to try to call some of these black employees and calm them down. And then when the story broke in the New York Times over last weekend, um, it, it all really exploded. And eventually, Nichols went on the air on Monday and apologized personally to everybody, and it didn't matter. She was still taken off of her NBA countdown show. So in a in a society that, that number one, demands... This kind of affirmative action from not just media, but from companies now, as we are now witnessing a move to usurp private property from small companies to large. And you're demanded as a, as a company to implement people strictly on race, where the best person for the job is no longer who gets the job. And it's open. It's, it's, it's literally now a federal government agenda. How did she say anything wrong? And doesn't she now, well, in fact, yeah, and, if and I were a slip-and-fall uh, lawyer... As you pointed out, the things she is, was saying were factually correct. Her, she had a contractual obligation to do the show that she was complaining about being removed from. And a black uh, reporter was put in her place, it, it seemingly arbitrarily. So how does a slip-and-fall lawyer not contact her immediately and she file a case? Because the reality is, isn't this something where it's to a level of pressure where they're hoping that people who are, in fact, victims of this kind of affirmative action abuse simply tolerate it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all predicated on any victim of this cancel culture staying quiet accepting their punishment and doing nothing about it. And I think this is starting to backfire because a recent poll found that only 36% of Americans agreed with corporations, big corporations, implementing woke policies. So again, maybe we're seeing that pendulum starting to swing back against all this woke nonsense. Well, I hope so, Warner. And in the meantime, I will remind you that we have a mayor of Chicago who ran openly and, and, and really identified herself, called herself the triple threat. And when criticized, claims 99% of the criticism is racism. Yet when running, she said it is time to have a female, black, lesbian as mayor. So it's funny to me that now you cannot identify those attributes when using judgment of her failure. It seems like a great scam to be behind one of these virtue shields. Well, certainly you can use you can use it as a shield and a weapon at the same time. I mean, it's you know it's like the great Popeil uh, event here. We, <laughs> the pocket fisherman. Uh, now you can yeah. use your your race card as a weapon and a shield. 
I'll tell you, these are crazy times. The good news is I have Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart to keep writing articles like this. I want to thank you so much for your work. It's crucially important. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you on the next one. I appreciate it. We're going to take your calls and comments, 312-642-5600, when I return. There's a lot of stuff coming in the name of human infrastructure. There's a lot of stuff coming in the name of Build Back Better. None of it is going to do what they say it will. What it is is going to be spending in the name then to follow heavy taxation. The reality is the Democrats have learned for a long time. The ramifications of their policies are irrelevant They're more than happy to watch the areas that they are in charge of collapse into calamity. And in fact, when it does, it is their greatest asset. Because what they need to do from that point on is just promise to fix the very destruction they've caused. Joe Biden and the Democrats, you know, the more I think about it, Joe Biden represents that in such a way. It is almost perfect that they are pushing out this incapable, this historically wrong failure of a man. To sell it. The funny part is that there are still takers for this nonsense, for this phony utopia that never really seems to come about. All you have to do is promise that there will be more and more entitlements to people who deserve it less and less. Why isn't this clip working? From 2010 to 2020, Illinois experienced 49 extreme weather events. Although I heard today from the senator north of here that the Republican senator, there is no global warming. Just you know, there's no such thing. But those weather events cost this state roughly $50 billion in damages. And we're going to upgrade the electric grid to make it more resilient to extreme weather and other threats. There's a lot more the agreement's going to do to encourage the physical and sure the physical infrastructure, lays the foundation for a strong, durable, sustainable, competitive economy. So that's the add-on. You think it's a joke when they use this kind of weather as an excuse to spend and tax more? It's not. What they've been promising would happen, the calamity, the chicken little sky is falling, everything they've said really since the last 60 years has been absolutely and totally wrong. We've gone over this time in and time out. Yet what is the result of their failure? Nothing. They're going to gain more power and more strength and more spending. He's got John Kerry on board. This is my this is the greatest next to Al Gore. This is the greatest fraud ever to dawn the idea of a statesman. This is everything wrong with politics are these people who have really created the climate we are now trying to survive in. The debt, the failure, the wrong moves. Now John Kerry is telling you this must happen, and this has to happen very, very fast. Because after all, it's an emergency. Sure, they've been wrong for 60 years, but this time, they're really right. The problem is you have to be honest about the fact we're just not moving fast enough. And so we've got to come together with the same mentality with which we have fought wars. I mean, you've got to spend what you need to spend. You've got to do what you need to do. You have to do it as fast as you can. And what happens during wars? Politicians become gods. The people become slaves to that mission. That's why they want you to focus on this as if it was a war. This is not the first time they've used this wartime tactics. What they've learned and what history has proven is once you think there is a war, you will definitely submit to the whim of the politician. It's really quite brilliant. The problem is, why don't the people reject it? I cannot understand why the the older people who have seen this, who have lived through this, don't reject it on its face. All of the numbers they wanted to set as far as the CO2 numbers, we're at record lows. doesn't matter. You're not low enough. What's the answer? Well, it's taxing people. It's raising the costs. It's creating destruction among the citizens, you know, the ones you're trying to help. Rich and Niles. Uh, yeah, I've got a question about the stock market. I don't understand why it keeps going up. I do own stock. And the thing I'm afraid of is one of these days it's going to collapse completely. And uh, if the that happens, market. if Rich, I wanted gonna... to sell my stock now, would it be a good idea? Because then I think they might make the tax retroactive to the beginning of the year, so they'd stick it to me anyway. And if I did 
sell out and get out of the market. The capital gains. So, yeah, what you're talking about, Rich, is a, is a bastardized system in which the people, most of whom will never own stock, 50% of the country does not own stock. Yet those pe- their money that those people generate to some form or another, although they most of them don't generate much, has now been allocated and future debt has been allocated to keep the stock market up. So the stock market is never going to go back to the years of when it was responsible for the for the wrong um, moves that that the individual companies made. You have government has picked the stock market to continue to rise because it can point to it and say, look at the stock market. That's not something that's exclusive to Democrats. Republicans are in on that mix. So I cannot give you stock advice. Although I was a registered investment advisor, I am no longer and I would never give you stock advice. But what I will tell you to do is what I do, and that is to diversify against anything you're unsettled with. So if you don't like something, listen to your judgment. That's that's the best move, Rich. Thank you so much for the call. You know, that's that's another thing. You're always told not to use your judgment. You're given that judgment and that intuition, that thought process for a reason. Don't let a bunch of morons talk you out of that. Listen to your gut, no matter what it is. Listen to your gut. And your gut will always lead you in the right direction. So when your gut tells you there's something wrong with what you're hearing, there is. Listen to it. And if you did that, we'd have no Democrat Party. But apparently we do. I'll be back with your calls and comments. 312-642-5600. Good song. I want to let that one breathe a little bit. All right, listen, I want to move on, but Greg is a very good caller. He's got a very good point. And we might as well put the eco-Nazi climate excuse crowbar to beat us into submission and take our money in the barn. Greg LaGrange. Hi, how are you, Sean? Good. Uh, two quick two quick points uh, that last hour uh, before your guest. Let's not forget that the Republicans, uh, that from Dan's show and his interview with John Salmon, the Democrats laid out their game plan that they were going to work off this chaos and leverage the state courts against the, the state legislatures. It was all out there. And Trump was also saying that, you know, it's going to be a tr- another tough election. It could be fixed. It could be this. The Republicans got beat. They got flat out beat like you wouldn't believe. They were you, know, not- you know, Greg, the, the reason I wanted to take that call from Danny, who probably is an, as an affable guy, probably is a decent guy, is because it, it was it was really an example of the willingness of people who say that they are against what the Democrat represents, what the Democrat mafia is. But yet they were willing to subside that knowledge because they didn't like Trump. So what had happened during that election cycle is that the, we, the Mitt Romneys and the Adam Kinzinger Republicans, who you know, represent people as Republicans voted for Joe Biden. Those are the same kinds of people in these state organizations that allowed what was obvious and clear that there was fraud and they just want to move past it now rather than discuss it. But what we, the the Republicans or the non-Marxists, all of us, what we need to demand is a system that can be audited by the ordinary citizen. This is the year 2021. Blockchain technology is responsible for trillions of dollars to very, very specific individuals. They never lose a penny. We have the technology to take the the real voting rights and the real voting ID and modernize it to a system that can now be audited. So I could say, Greg in LaGrange, look, at he voted. And you, as Greg in LaGrange, not only can see that, but you can make sure that your vote was counted at such and such time on such and such day was registered. And now I don't have to turn over the idea that I'm trusting the least trustworthy people among us, politicians. The idea that we're in the year 2021 and I have to listen to people tell me, and the winner is, like it's a beauty pageant, is preposterous. Show it to me. Minute to minute, second to second, I want to see that Danny in, in Wisconsin voted for whoever. Not, not that I have to see he, him and his vote, but I want to see that he voted. He's alive. So we could see how many registered Republicans, how many registered independents, how many registered Democrats vote. Now we have a system that can be audited. The idea that politicians have orchestrated a system that for 245 years cannot be audited by the people is a system of fraud. Whether you get your in, your outcome or you don't, 
It should be audited. It should be simple. And it should be for the ordinary citizen, which is who this country is for. Otherwise, we're strictly led by people. They tell me one. Here's the other point real quickly. The thing that irks me out of all of this is that you can have people say that and they don't like they didn't like Donald Trump, President Trump. That's that's fine. You didn't like him. But here's what the problem is. You've completely shut down the, the discourse of communication. You will not enter the arena of ideas, whether it be about vaccines or about climate change, which is why it was so great you played John Coleman. They have shut down serious intellectual debate. And that's when you know that you're on the way down. You're Absolutely. on that slope down into Bolshevikism and all the other terrible things that have happened to society. So don't say it can't happen because you see it happening. When you stifle communication and ideas and discourse, you can beat me in the arena of ideas. If I lose, I lose. But yeah. you need to discuss ideas and different theories. And and, and the other thing, too, on. Greg, never forget, they're discussing an idea that not only is an absolute and total failure, but is responsible for over 100 million deaths worldwide. They're implementing Marxism, communism, socialism. These are the ideologies that have killed people in the name of the of of, of the idea itself. You cannot point to a successful socialist country. Can't point to it. And they want to use Scandinavia? Those are idiots regurgitating a talking point. Sweden is more free than America, has a lower tax base than America, has better services than America. It's not socialist. In fact, they rejected socialism in the 90s. Not that it, Bernie Sanders would update it. It's preposterous to me. So... um I wanted to move on, but we got so many calls. I need another hour. Kurt Johnsburg. Yeah, hi, uh, Sean. Yeah, so the reason uh, I think Joe Biden came to Crystal Lake as opposed to Chicago is, is that to shore up support for Lauren Underwood. You mean the uh, you mean the congressperson? You mean the congressperson me? birthing? You mean the congressbirthing person? Yeah, that it, won the, the congressional seat the, the, without the an Illinois driver's there. license. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh. the same one. Yeah. And uh, so, see, McKinley County College is a successful junior college, okay? Uh, their enrollment has been increasing. Their tuition uh, has only moderately increased. And uh, she's been trying to worm her way in there, you know, mm-hmm. with academia. And uh, so that's why she probably arranged the whole thing. You know, she was probably, I know she was there with Sean Caston. Sure. And uh, she was probably in the crowd passing out red hats, telling everybody that she was a registered sure. nurse, you know. Oh, sure but, she is. Uh, anyway. Well, here's the good news. Sean Caston and his father with those scam green energy companies, they're really going to rake it in. So that's why he was there. I get why he's there. He stands on the precipice of front-running trillions of dollars into a scam. So it makes sense. As for her, I don't know. Do you think she visited her mom and dad, you know, the one that she said she lived with when she ran for Congress? In, in Naperville. Yeah. Uh, they were probably at her dentist, their dentist office, you know. Right. Waiting to show <laughs> Kurt, up. But. Thanks for listening. And here's the other point to Tom, hang on. Here's the other point to it. Everyone asks, how did it go wrong? 1978. We turned a blind eye. We let the Department of Education run ruckshot over this entire country. It was insanity what happened. We don't have any, any idea what was going on in these schools. The only blessing to the COVID usurpation of of Americanism is that for once, parents got to see exactly what's being taught in the school. You got to learn for your your own eyes, if you were watching what was going on on the Zoom meetings, the type of indoctrination your kids were subjected to. That's been going on for decades. That's how you've changed America from a country that stood for the individual for liberty and freedom and capitalism, and you now have an entire section of society, generations, that are advocating for policies that take away those very American promises to the citizen. It happened because we have implemented a system of corruption where a union, a corrupt union, that pays off politicians that are, that, that are supposed to negotiate contracts for the benefit of the people, and they just turn over the purse of the people. And you're paying these teachers ridiculous sums with ridiculous retirement packages, and above all, you have no say-so in exactly what's being taught.
So the only benefit, and maybe that was the divine intervention of the really the the bastardization of American principles by allowing the government to take away your freedom and put you and your child under house arrest, was that you got to see exactly what goes on in these indoctrination camps of communism we call schools. There was a union president. Her name is... uh, I think it's Weingarten, if that's how you say it. I don't care how you say it. Her name might as well be Ingalls or Marx or Rousseau, because that's what she's preaching. Everyone who wants American democracy to endure, don't thwart this process. Let's discover the truth. Which brings me to another attempt to suppress the truth. The new cultural campaign, some lawmakers and Fox News are using to distort history, limit learning, and stoke fears about our public schools. She's going to lie right to the camera. Uh, Let's be clear. Critical race theory is not taught in elementary schools or middle schools or high schools. Let me ask you something, George, because I think those are I think there's something very different about having a single experience where you make sense of it. Right. And having a teacher, an authority figure talk to you endlessly every year telling you that because you have whiteness, you are associated with evils, all these different evils. These are moral evils. It's not the same as taking like a physical thing because it doesn't affect your 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 moral value. That's the problem. The, 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 the fact is that I'm agreeing with you that there has been a demonization that we need to get our hands around in the way in which people are doing this understanding. Okay, so you agree that you, we're demonizing kids? We're demonizing, um, kid, we're, we're demonizing white people for being born. And, uh, and are some of our students That's white people? What? Are some of our students white people? Yes. Okay, so we're demonizing white we're demonizing white kids. Why don't you just say it? We are we are using language that makes them feel less than um, for nothing that they are personally responsible for. Now that's a teacher and a principal. And the other one is the union hag, the Marxist money bundler, the fraud lying to the people. Now you see what the greatest benefit of COVID is your kids have been indoctrinated and you fight daily to end it. 312-642-5600. This is not only the fastest growing show, Chicago Drive Time Radio. It's the fastest show. I got so many topics I didn't go through. Misty, I can't believe it's the end of the show. Did Hannity call me back? I need another hour. Tom, Blue Island. John, I'll make it quick. First of all, that clip you just played, you and I are about the same age. Can you imagine a guy like that telling that to you you in my face about my son or daughter? I'd be in jail. It's they, preposterous. They'd be dragged. They'd take, it'd take ten, 10 cops to drag me out. But real quick, the reason I called, you are the only one that, and, and I love Dennis Prager, but he doesn't talk about it much. And I'm going to go after Mike Gallagher a little bit. All day I had to listen to him telling telling us, say with Laura Ingram, about how we have to overwhelm them at the ballot box. So a de facto admission that we're getting screwed. Tom, don't be mad at me. It's the end of the show. You know, I love you. I'm Jeff, Chuck, Ron, Bill, Phil. Phil is. Nice for the ladies. We'll see you tomorrow, 22 hours. Fastest show.